This is the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast with Rachel Spencer. Listen in each week for tips on ways to win media coverage and create content to make sure your pet business stands out from the competition. Hi and welcome to the show. So in this episode, I'm going to be talking about apps and tools that will help you with your content creation. And by content creation, I mean blogging, creating a podcast, perhaps having a YouTube channel as well. All of the core content basically that you have on your website is what I'm going to be talking about in this episode. And first of all, I just wanted to talk about a new program that I've got happening in June, and it's going to be called Get Your Pet Business Found on Google. So it's a four week course that I'm running with Rosie Robinson and she is a pet business website and SEO expert. And together we're gonna be talking about how to get your pet business found on Google. So in the program, you're gonna learn how to make sure that if people are searching for the product or service you provide on Google, they're finding your website. So if someone's looking for a dog walker or a dog trainer or dog groomer in the area where you live, we're gonna show you how to make sure your website sends them to you. So we're gonna cover lots of different things. Um, Between us, we've got like four decades experience in content creation and websites um, and, you know, helping people promote the businesses and putting themselves out there. So we're gonna talk about how Google works. We're gonna look at content made simple. We're gonna talk about amplifying your content and getting more eyes on your business. And then we're gonna do a content plan in the final week, which will help you plan your content for the next 12 months. So as I say, we're talking about your core content, the content on your website, which is bringing people to you from Google, hence the name, Get Found on Google. Um, Now, I know that we hear so much about social media and how important it is to be visible on social media platforms, and I'm not saying that that's not true by any stretch of the imagination, but um, your website should be the heart of your business and you want to be bringing people in that way as well. Now I hear a lot of people talking about blogging and how it's dead and why should we be doing this and so many other things that we can do. My feeling is that blogging isn't dead. Blogging is getting people to your website. Um, and I have, you know, I have proof that that does work because it's helped, you know, it's brought you to listen to this podcast. What I would say is that nothing works or doesn't work what happens is people make it work for them. So if you focus on Instagram, you're gonna make it work for you. If you focus on a podcast, you're gonna make that work for you. If you focus on blogging, you're gonna make that work for you. If you focus on email marketing, you're gonna make that work for you. But on this course, we're gonna talk to you about how to get people to your website. So if you'd like to find out more, do come and find out, um, do come to the show notes for this episode where I'll share the link where you can go and find out more and sign up if you want to. And we're going to be starting on the 7th of June. I'm also going to be doing a Facebook Live with Rosie in my Facebook group on Tuesday, June the 1st at 7pm. So if you're listening um, ahead of that date, then do come and join us there. It's publicity tips for pet businesses and you can find us by searching that on Facebook. So now on to the main part of the show. So I'm going to be talking to you today about some of the apps and tools and software that I use when it comes to creating content. And that is for my blog, it's for my podcast. I'm also going to cover some tools that I use when I'm creating video as well. So if I'm creating video in my free um, in my free Facebook publicity for pet businesses challenge, there are a couple of tools that I'm going to mention there. So I'm going to just share with you the things that I find really helpful. Um, I create a weekly blog, a weekly podcast, lots of social media content. I've also got an online course as well. So if that's the kind of thing that you're working on too, and if you're looking to find ways to make your life easier, then some of these apps and tools will help you do that. So 
the first one I'm going to talk to you about is something called Otter AI. So what happens with this is you can upload a video or audio and it will give you a transcript um, and it's really, really handy. Now it isn't like, it isn't like a person has transcribed it. So it costs, it costs like $9.99 a month. Um, and obviously you can upload like hours and hours and hours of audio or video on there for that amount. So it's artificial intelligence. It doesn't, you haven't got a person sat there listening to you and transcribing. So it's weird because sometimes you can get really accurate transcripts and then sometimes they'll be a little bit off. But the idea is that you can go and upload your video or audio and you can get the transcript. And it also gives you the timings as well when, um, you know, when, when you start each sentence. So you upload the audio or video, you get the transcript, and then if you wanted to turn it, turn it into a blog post or a social media post or podcast show notes, what you can do is you can take all the quotes out of there, you can find out where you started a particular heading or a particular topic, and then as you're creating the breakdown of the timing for the show notes or for your video, you can go to it. So for example, when I'm record, when I'm doing the show notes for this podcast, I will go to my Otter video and I think at about 4.21 minutes, I started talking about Otter. So I will put 4.21, how Otter AI works. So it's really handy, great for podcasts, great for social media posts. The other thing I hear people do is that if, they have, if they're out and about, they have an idea for a blog post or an email, they just go onto Otter on the phone, record themselves talking, and then it will email the transcript to you. So by the time you're home, you've got the transcript. So it's a really handy tool to have. And for like £10 a month, it's just a complete bargain. Um, all you have to do, um, there is a free option as well. I use it loads, so I can't use a free option. Um, but yeah, all you have to do is just upload your content or talk into it, download the app on your phone and off you go. So that's a really, really great way of um, getting your blog post written quicker, getting transcripts from your videos or your Facebook lives. Brilliant for podcasts as well. Um, another tool that I love um, for proper transcripts that are accurate, and I treat myself to this if I've got something special, like um, if I'm doing my free publicity challenge, for example, I'll use this for my videos there. So that is rev.com. So this is a website where you can send off uh, video, audio files, and you can get a transcript. Now this time you've got a human doing it, so it's more expensive. Um, so what you do is you send them a video or your audio file, and they then send you an SRT file with the captions on, um, and you can check them and then upload them onto the video or onto wherever it is that you're sharing. Um, the content. Now, I sometimes use it if I'm doing, if I'm using headliner for my podcast. Um, but the main time I use this is when I'm use when I'm creating short videos for my challenge and for when I'm promoting my publicity program. Um, because again, a lot of people are going to be watching these social media videos on their phones. They might not want to have my voice blaring out at them, so they can just read the transcript. Um, they can read the captions and they're accurate, and then they can get a feel of what what I'm basically what I'm talking about. So like on the challenge, for example, my videos go out at seven in the morning. If people are what, like re watching that on the bus or whatever, they don't, they wouldn't want to have the volume on. So it's really handy for that. What you do is you get the video, you go into, you and you upload the SRT file onto the video. I'm gonna talk about what you, where you can do that in a moment. So with, um, with rev.com transcripts, they cost $1.25 a minute. I'm going to put the website um, for Rev in the comments, uh, sorry, not in the comments, in the show notes for this episode. So if you want to go and check it out, you can do. 
Um, but that's really great if you've got short videos and you want to make sure that the captions are accurate, but you don't want to spend ages transcribing them yourself. Um, so the next thing I'm going to talk about, because it's linked to Rev, is Capwing. So this is what I use when I'm doing my free publicity challenge and when I do my promo videos. So what I do, Capwing is basically an app and a platform where you can put captions on videos and it's free for up to videos of six minutes long. Um, if you go over six minutes, you pay and I think it's about $20 a month. What you can do is, um, I, if I know I'm gonna be doing a lot of videos and I'm gonna go over the six minutes, I can sign up for a month, do all my videos and then you know, you just cancel your subscription and you can just go back and to and back and to. They are like really flexible about that. It's not that way you have to sign up for a certain amount of time. Um, so with Capwing, what I do is I upload my video. Let's say if I'm doing a video for one of the tasks from a PR challenge, upload the video. I then get my SRT file from rev.com and upload that onto Capwing. It's actually quite easy to do. Um, and then it will automatically put the captions on onto the video so you can read the you can read them um, and then you can change the font, you can change the color around it, you can do all kinds of things. Now I'm not a techie person but I can do it so if you, it doesn't matter you don't have to be like really techie to be able to use it, um, it really is quite straightforward. So that's another really good um, piece of um, software and app that I use and that's Capwing. Okay so the next thing that I use um, and I've just had, oh my gosh, I've just had a Canva tutorial with Gemma Cormack, who's a Canva expert, and oh my word, it's changed things so much. Um, before I use Canva, and I'm just, as I said, I'm not very techie at all, um, and my my graphics and my slides weren't very good. I didn't know how to use it, but I've had one hour with Gemma, and it's really, really helped me. It's really improved what I'm putting out there. Still got a lot of room to go, but Gemma's really helped me. So. Canva, I'm sure you'll know about it already, but Canva will help you take your graphics from zero to hero, even if you're not really tech savvy. Um, it's really easy to use. Um, it's full of loads of different fonts and colors and design elements. So you can take one of their designs and turn it into a social media post or into um, you know, a header on your email, or you can even create like newsletters in there as well. Now, one thing I would say, and I got this tip from a graphic designer, Alison from House of Henry, um, what she said is if you use Canva, obviously these templates have been used, have been designed by graphic designers. What you shouldn't do is fiddle around with them. So don't, those, those templates have been designed properly. If you start fiddling around and changing the size of things and moving things around a bit, it's not going to be as aesthetically pleasing as it would be in its original form. So with Canva, if you're gonna use their templates, then keep them as they are. That's the advice from the pro. Now, if I do have a really, um, if I have got something really big that I've got going on in my business, I will get Alison from House of Henry to do my graphic design work for me. But for everyday social media posts, I need to be able to do those myself. So I use Canva for it, and I also use it for slides for my program as well. Um, so yeah, you can you, you can put videos in there. I've recently started doing Instagram Reels, um, which I'm finding my feet with. They are a little bit uh, rougher on the edges, but I've been making my Reels in Canva as well. Um, and it's a really easy way for you to kind of trim down the little bits of video in there. So there's so much you can do in Canva. It's really, really good. You can make infographics, you can make eBooks. I know people have made eBooks in there. It's just amazing. Um, 
Now you can get a free version of Canva, which gives you loads, but if you're looking to create a lot of designs and for, if you want to use their stock images as well, which are really good, the Canva images are brilliant, um, then it costs, the pro plan I think is, um, is $9.99 a month. Um, the next thing I'm going to talk to you about is Dropbox. So there are a number of storage options um, that are out there. Um, I talk about Dropbox a lot because my background, and I'm still working as a journalist, but I've used it as a journalist probably for about the past five or six years. Now, the reason why I love Dropbox is because, well, it's easy to use because I'm not techie, and also the links don't expire, and you, you know, I've got loads of stuff in my Dropbox as well, so it doesn't seem to have any kind of limit on storage. I've got like lots of videos and lots of um, audio files in there, and I haven't had like an email saying you need to empty out your Dropbox yet, which is good. Um, so I use Dropbox for storage, and it keeps everything in folders, which I can arrange and organize. So if I've got somebody and I, they're doing, I'm doing a podcast with them or they're coming on my pet blog, I'm gonna need lots of different things. I might need, I'm definitely gonna need some photos, gonna need links. I'm gonna have, um, if, it's a, if it's an interview post, sometimes I send off the questions. So I'm gonna need the file to come back with the answers in there and then I go and edit it before I upload it into my website. I'm gonna have that in there. I might have some video, I might have an audio file. So what I will do is I'll put everything into a Dropbox folder for that particular post. Now I've learned from my mistakes over the years where I've, you know, when I first started blogging, I would blog straight into WordPress and then things would get lost and it was a nightmare. Now when you've got Dropbox, you can, let's say if you're doing a blog post about senior dogs or, um, you know, how to groom your cat, whatever it is your topic, you just have a Dropbox folder with how to groom your cat or senior dogs blog and then you put everything in there you can go in there and like resize your photos as well all of those kinds of things and then when you're in so when you're actually in WordPress and you're putting it you're inputting your blog you're formatting it you're doing all the things that you do you can go to when you when it says upload photos you can just go to that one folder and bring all your blog photos, graphics, anything else that you might have in that folder there. Now, the other reason why Dropbox is really great is if you're sending files to a journalist. So let's say you're being featured in a Canicross article. So one of my clients, uh, Louise, she's in. She's just done a guest blog actually for another of my clients, Sarah from Ruffle Snuffle. So Louise Humphrey runs Pause for Running. Sarah runs Ruffle Snuffle, but she's got a massive um, blog, brilliant website. So she's Louise has just been on there today talking about Canicross as I'm recording this um, and Sarah will have had a file sent over of images from Louise to go with that blog post. So if you're being, if you're on a guest blog, let's say if you're being featured on someone's podcast let's, or you're going into the newspaper or onto a mag, into a magazine or website, if you send over your files via Dropbox, it's much more efficient, it's much more helpful for the journalist or the content creator than sending them over like on email with big clunky big clunky images, slowing down the email. If you've got a Dropbox link, it's just there. It's really handy and efficient. So um, as I say, editors love it, journalists love it. Um, and pricing wise, you can have two, two gigabytes of storage is free. Um, and the pro, the, so I have the Dropbox Plus plan, which is £95.88 a year. And if you want to pay for it monthly, it's £7.99 a month. So the next thing I'm going to talk about is WeTransfer. So I use the free version of WeTransfer and I use that to send files to people. 
So if someone's had like a power hour, then I will use that to send the file to them afterwards. I also use it for my podcasts as well. So when I've recorded my podcast, my podcast editor, Matty, he gets my files sent to him via WeTransfer. So rather than me having loads of files in one Dropbox folder and it being just being like kind of quite messy and confusing for him, what I do is I record the podcast. I've got my intro, my outro and my outro music and words and then sometimes I'll have like different sections of the podcast so I send them to him via WeTransfer. Um, so again similar to Dropbox let's say if you were working let's say if you were working with um, working with someone on a guest blog or working with a journalist on an article you could use WeTransfer. Now if you're using the free version the link expires after a week so if you um, send off your pictures to a newspaper and then they decide that they want to use the article like three months later then your pictures aren't going to be accessible. So if you were going to be, you know, if you're looking to get publicity, I would definitely say um, to consider Dropbox. But if it's for content creation and for collaborations, that kind of thing, we, the free version of WeTransfer is really good for sending files around to different people. Um, so it's a great way for sending pictures, images, videos, um, videos and audio as well. So all I, all I would say is just bear in mind that the link expires if you use the free version. There is a there is um, a WeTransfer Pro version, and I'm just on the website now, and I'm going to have a look at the pricing. So the Pro version is it's um, it is twelve dollars a month or one hundred and twenty dollars a year, and with that you get um, you get WeTransfer as in sending pictures. You also get something called Paste, which is like a um, graphic design platform where you can make slides and that kind of thing, and then you also have a thing where you can you can share boards that's called WeTransfer Collect. So I'll put the links for all of these, all of these different, um, all of these different pieces of software and apps and platforms in the, um, in the show notes to go with this episode. Um, the next one is Grammarly. So if you're not feeling very confident with your writing and you want to make sure that you've got your grammar right, then you can use Grammarly and that's free. Um, you can add Grammarly to Chrome as well, and it's a really good tool for writing and spelling. So if you're not feeling confident or if you write really fast, then this tool is for you. It's going to check your grammar and your spelling for you so you feel more confident in what you post, and that is completely free. So particularly if you're just starting out with blogging and you're not feeling too confident, or maybe you've not written since you were at school, then Grammarly is going to be really helpful for you. Um, so the next thing I'm going to talk to you about is images. So images are really important with your content creation. Um, and quite often you'll want to have an image in a blog post and you won't actually have that image there yourself. So I would always say, if you're going to be using images, it's always best to use ones of you, ones of you and your business, ones of you and your the animals that you're caring for or the products that you make. But sometimes you're going to need an image to tell a story and you're just not going to have it. So for example, I've just been writing about I've just been writing about tortoises and I haven't got a tortoise, so I'm going to need to go and get a stock image. So if you go to Pixabay, um, that's a really good um, picture site. There's loads of other ones as well. The main ones I use are Pixabay and Unsplash. Um, so again, I'll link to both of them in the show notes of this episode so you can go and check them out. But whatever it is you want to find, you can go and find it on Pixabay or Unsplash. Um, so if it's like a sleeping dog, if it's a pug, if it's a, you know, a dog... Um, in a cage or in a crate, you'll be able to find it. You just put whatever search terms you feel um, describe the image that you're looking for into Pixabay or Unsplash, and then it will bring them up. Like when I do my free challenge, some of the images I look for are like, you know, 
a dog reading a newspaper and it will bring one up. Um, or, you know, a cat looking at a mobile phone and it will bring one up. So really good resource there and it's all free. Now, if you've got a specific image um, that you want and you want something really special, the other thing I would do is try Shuttershock as well. So this is paid for. Um, so you do have to pay for the images there. Now you can buy a bundle and I think it's like £36 for five images. So what I do is if I've got an important blog post and I don't have the, the right image, I can't really find one that really jumps out at me on the free sites, I'll go to, um, I'll go to um, Shuttershock and I'll treat myself to like a paid for image. So when, for example, I was writing about dog dental hygiene, I got a picture of a dog having the teeth brushed from there. Um, when I've been writing about, you know, when I've been, if I've been doing something around like, you know, vets and that kind of thing, then I've sometimes used a stock image from Shuttershock of a vet, like looking at a cat's teeth, that kind of thing. Um, so that's really handy. That's Shuttershock if, you, if you've got a specific image that you need and it's not available for free. Um, and your credits will last, I think they last for like a year. So if you buy a block of six credits, five or six credits, I think for £36, then that's going to last you a while. Um, then the final one, this isn't so much content creation, but it's um, what I use. It's an all-in-one business platform and it's Kajabi. So I use that for my email marketing, for my landing pages. Um, so when I have my challenge, for example, I'll use that for the content where I send people if they want to sign up for the challenge. And that's like a, it's an all-in-one business platform, basically. I also use it to store all of my videos and all of the content in my membership site as well. Um, so again, it is related to content, but it's kind of more content that, you know, I only share with, I only share at a certain time or only share with paying clients, that kind of thing. But Kajabi is absolutely amazing. And if you're interested in signing up, if you're thinking of having an online course, or if you're looking to um, work on your email marketing or to have landing pages um, where people are signing up for things that you've got going on, then Kajabi is worth a look at. And I'll put a link in the comments um, I'll put a link in the blog post that comes with this episode. It will be an affiliate link. doesn't mean that you pay any more. It just means that, um, yeah, I'm an affiliate of Kajabi. Um, and yeah, that would, and you also get a discount as well. You get like a third off because I'm an affiliate. So a basic Kajabi plan starts at $149 a month. I think that works out about £79. Uh, sorry, with a third off, that works out. That's to, That goes down to like $99. That works out about £79 in UK um, currency. Um, so I'll put the link in the show notes. It's an affiliate link and it means you'll get a third off if you decide to join Kajabi. Um, so I hope you found that helpful. Um, I also wanted to share with you a little bit about blogging. Um, and by blogging, I just mean having core content on your website. This can be a blog, it can be a podcast, it can be a video. Um, but the key thing is, is that you've got some words about that piece of content on your website. So Google scans for words. It doesn't scan for, it doesn't pick up words from videos or from audio. It's actually scanning for the physical words on that page. So this is why having content on your website for the keywords that you want to rank for is really important. So I wanted to share with you a couple of messages that I've had. So what I did is I put out a, um, I put out a request to people in my community to ask about the impact of blogging on their business. So I wanted to share a few messages that I've had. So one of them is from, um, from Rowan Williams. She's a dog photographer from Pooch and Pineapple. She sent me over a screenshot. I'm going to be sharing this in my Facebook group over the next few weeks, um, showing her Google Analytics, showing the impact of regular strategic blogging on her wedding photography business. So she does wedding photography and dog photography. Um, so 
she was saying that from September 2018, she started blogging weekly. Uh, her website traffic significantly increased from 2018 to 2019. More people came back to look at her website and when they were there, they looked at more pages. This also helped her grow her Facebook and Instagram following because she was tagging other suppliers who collaborated on the blogs. They shared her posts in their feed and their followers followed her. I'm gonna screenshot this so you can see these are her words. She also says, more importantly, this project had a sustained impact on my bookings, even during COVID. Even now, two years later, people who were planning their wedding found my website through those blog posts and they end up booking me. Lots of my wedding clients say they've booked me because my website is so informative. So proof in the pudding there from Rowan, I will be sharing a screenshot of that and I'll put it in the blog post with this episode. Um, so another... Okay, so another example is Ali Smith. So Ali is the founder of Rebarkable. I'll link to her her website in the show notes. So Ali has just started an online puppy pro. Uh, it's basically an on a website offering weekly weekly advice to puppy owners, um, and she did a puppy blues blog post. Now that has really that's done really well. It's had over four thousand views since launch last month. Um, all organic and 95% of her sales come from that one blog post. So if you think about new puppy owners looking for advice, she's created a blog post about the puppy blues that's going to make people, compel people to sign up to what she offers. So she offers weekly emails, um, weekly remarkable emails sharing what to expect from your puppy. So it's basically like what to expect when you're expecting for puppies. So that was Ali. So well done, Ali. Like 95% of her sales from one blog post and she has only just launched as well. She only launched like a month ago. Um, Nadia Sidebottom from Moo Moo Bear says that um, she basically had a blog that achieved sales of products within 24 hours. She makes gorgeous products, gorgeous accessories um, for schnauzers and for other breeds as well. She sold 14 products associated to that blog post within 14 days, within seven days after publishing. So again, the blog's sitting there on Google, people are searching for their search terms. And then, you know, she's got 14 sales out of it for her products. So that was in seven, within seven days of it going live. Um, Emily has just started blogging for her dog walking business. She did her third ever blog. She had over 790 views on it. This means that pet parents who are looking for dog walking services where Emily is. So this is Emily's canine crew over in Leicestershire. Um, they're finding her. So that's great. Um, then we've got, um, we've got Rowan, who I've talked about before. Um, she's got her wedding website um, and she spent a year blogging weekly and her traffic and bookings went through the roof. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to give blogging a go. This sounds quite good. It can, you know, it's going to bring people to my website. It is going to help me make money. Do go to the um, show notes of this episode and you'll find out where you can sign up for the Get Found on Google course. Now by blogging as well, as I say, you can be you can be creating written content, which is the for, in the form of a blog for a podcast episode or for a video that you're sharing. Just make sure you've got that written content so Google finds it and you get your pet business found on Google. So I don't think I can stress enough, um, you know, how this can work for you, how blogging will work. Um, and yeah, if you're prepared to put the time in, it's going to bring you more sales. So if you'd like to join the course, it's starting on the 7th of June um, and we are going to be doing the sessions at... 5pm. Um, be great to see you there. You get a workbook, you get four weeks of coaching from me and Rosie. You get your blogs planned out, you get your next 12 blogs planned out. You learn all you need to know about blogging. 
you get a workbook, you get the recordings, you get lots of step-by-step, -step, you get loads of personalised feedback, you'll get all of your ideas um, and just, yeah, we're there to answer questions to help you make a success of your blogging and getting people on your website. So if you want to find out more, head to the show notes of this episode. I hope you found the tools and the software and the apps that I've talked about today helpful. If you've got any questions, do head over to my free Facebook group as well. It's Publicity for Pet Businesses. It'd be great to see you there. And thank you again for tuning into this episode. Thank you for listening to the Publicity for Pet Businesses podcast. For more free resources and ways to promote yourself as a pet entrepreneur, visit www.publicityforpetbusinesses.co.uk.